It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, what's going on, Card Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. Here on a Thursday night, as always, it's Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger here with you guys. Lots of stuff to get into on the show tonight. Kind of a uh, reactionary show, in a sense. Kind of reacting to some of the stuff we got from Media Day on Saturday. Uh, Also... You know, who knows what else we'll get into tonight. You never know with us on the show. Uh, as always, Lewis Metzinger riding along shotgun here with me. Lewis, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, dude. It's um, We are a mere, what, two weeks away? Oh, it's so close. Um, from the first game of the season. Um, I don't know. I, I really, honestly, I've just been spending my days re-watching old games because... I'm just it kind of feels like we're getting towards that time of the year school starting again all that nonsense but uh, that means it's football time so I've kind of been I watched some 2013 games some 2016 Ooh. games all the highlights I hit it all I watched the Cincinnati um, Louisville last keg of nails game uh-huh. so look at you dude diving deep into the film room here uh, absolutely getting getting prepped for the uh, start of the season that's what I like to hear that's the kind of commitment you get uh, from us here on the breakdown uh, you guys can hit us it's not going to help us because <laughs> there's no current players on that team but... that's true that's true but hey you're putting in the work and that's what matters yes. uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at the breakdown UL at Taylor Lynch and at Lewis Metzinger as well as we get going here um yeah i'm with you i i've been bitten by the football bug it is time uh, school has started back uh, for everybody now i do believe and then yes football right around the corner and of course being at media day did not help uh the itch that i have for football uh it just made it that much more intense bobby petrino met with the media sat and talked with us for about 20 minutes uh or so and then we got some individual time with the coaches and then of course the players showed up as well and lewis some really insightful sound some some very confident sound i think from the players of course, you're going to get it from the coaches because it's that's their job to be uh, confident and and you know putting on even if it is a front at times to kind of put that out there so that the players will follow suit. But I think from the players, you're really seeing a a sense of confidence and a sense of calm about them as they get ready for the season and they get ready for, of course, what is you know the biggest opponent Louisville football has played in the number one team in the country, Alabama. Um, but I think that it is a confident bunch and and an excited bunch for the challenge, uh, and that was pretty cool to see. Because I assume you know you think they're always going to be confident. Your your team's always going to be confident, but but there was some you know some words being thrown around and some some phrases being used um, that you could really tell this was a confident team and an excited team, uh, ready to go out and and prove some things this season. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want, I don't know, it's kind of a delicate balance because you definitely don't want your to go in there too cocky. Right. 
um, because obviously, you know, they've been the number one team and and dominated the national championship games year after year um, for a reason. But you also, you know, you don't want to seem like weak and and feeble and, and like you're scared. So I don't really have any problem with you know the dudes talking, but you know it just kind of. I don't know. Sometimes as a fan, it makes me kind of worried because it's like, stop poking the bear. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so. here, ex- <laughs> here's the sound that has been going around um, quite a bit this week. And uh, I was actually lucky enough to be sitting there at, uh, at the table. This is actually one of the last interviews that I got before I left for the afternoon. And, and Seth Dawkins and Zed Fitzpatrick were sitting there together meeting with the media. And uh, this was the sound that's really been raising some eyebrows this week, Lewis. And I don't know if you've heard it yet or not, but we're going to go ahead and play it uh, and get your opinion uh, on this one. This is uh, Seth Dawkins and Zed Fitzpatrick at Media Days, and they were asked specifically about Alabama. Other Alabama defenses that you are on the time. They like to play a lot of press. Uh, a lot of press like coming like one on one. So, like I mean, like I said, it's going to be up to the receivers. Uh, you got to get off press and just get open. They like to play, they play a lot of man to man with the safety over the top and two safeties over the top. And, you know, they're really aggressive. Coach Saban coaches the DBs. So, of course, you really you know, coach very well. So, you know, we just got to come right here. So, yeah, we're ready for it. We've been scouting, uh, watching the film, uh, know the tendencies, know the We've been watching them probably since the first week of June since we got back. Uh, just like basically, so they've been scouting, the coaches have been scouting them like the defense for a long time, of course. But the players, we really started watching them in uh, June when we got back from the That's What does it say about your program in Alabama that all offseason your coaches are telling you you have to believe you can beat them? But it has like a USA, USSR I mean, because, feel to it. Because like when we watch, like, like when we watch films and other players like play Bama and stuff, it's not like Bama beating them. It's like they're beating themselves. Like drop balls that usually people don't drop, hits or something. It's like they bring like a some type of like, and they make them nervous. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, if we don't play nervous, if we play like we're playing just a regular team, like we're playing Kentucky, obviously we're not playing Kentucky. We just have that mindset like we're just playing football. Just, at the end of the day, it's football. We've been doing this since we were seven years old. So like, if you just think like that, they're just, they're just human, just like us. So, but why, why do you think other teams play them up? I don't know. I think that's just because they have that reputation. Everybody is supposed to be, you know, there's the elite teams in college football. Of course, you think of Bama and Ohio State and, you know, everybody else, but nah, like I said, they're just I another football team. Us, yeah. I, I guess they're hard to drop. Yeah. I feel like our team, personally, especially our receiver core, 
we have too many dogs on our team, we have too many dudes. You, know, you are not going to beat me. Uh, what you're talking about, you personally are not going to beat me one on one. So I'm excited what I was saying. So it's going to be good. So who do you think the best wide receiver is? Please, please tell me. Who's going to have the most touchdowns? I think number 89, uh, Jordan Spidey. We call him Spidey. Spidey. Spidey, yeah, definitely. He's right there. He's probably one of the best. Who has better hair uh, between you two? Oh man, y'all see me. Can you oh, see? What, what is that? What do you call that, sir? What type of haircut is that? Oh, man, we I call that the Indian rub. We call that the Indian rub. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm finna What do we call this? What? Carpet? Come on, come on. All right, bye. Not on camera. Not on camera. Not on camera. Y'all scratch it out, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Seth Dawkins, Des Fitzpatrick there. Uh, the the players, other players, got involved uh, at the end of that interview, uh, <laughs> which was hilarious because uh, that's all going on right behind me as I'm standing there trying to record. But some interesting comments there, Lou, from Des and primarily Des. Seth had some interesting stuff there too, but Des was doing the majority of the talking there. When you listen to that, how do you walk away from, from hearing that? Um, yeah. I don't really think I'll agree with them on the point where I think teams do tend to play scared against bigger teams yes. like Alabama, Yes, but I don't really think that's always the case. I think sometimes Bama just beats you because they have five-star talent at every position across the board and it goes three deep yeah so yeah um i agree with them and disagree on a few things but again like i mentioned earlier you don't want your players going in lacking confidence because that's going to show right off the bat but also you know i i think back to the houston game a couple of years ago uh i know that the team went into that game with their riding high full confidence that they were going to beat houston and we got absolutely embarrassed in that game so you definitely have seen it both ways and so it just makes me as a fan a little nervous because although i want them to be confident i don't want them to be cocky and uh i don't think they are being cocky but you know what i mean i just i don't know man it's a lot easier for us i think sitting back here we're not the ones that have to play alabama so if they're confident about it i guess we have to be too true and i think there's a fine line between being confident and being cocky i don't think des crossed it i don't think seth crossed it i think a lot of what they said is true um i did like the comment though about i think you know player for player we have the edge on at the wide receiver core over their DBs, I think we have more talent. That was an interesting comment. That's an interesting statement. Um, I know Alabama's replacing a ton in their secondary, and they're going to be very young at DB. But just like you said, you're replacing five-star talent with more five-star talent. So I don't know how much you can take from that. Other than Louisville does have experience at the wide receiver position. So if you're looking, and and of course we're going to get more into this, you know, next week and obviously the, the week of the game. But if you're looking at, you know, a position group versus position group matchup and you're looking for something that Louisville can maybe have an advantage, I agree. I think it is at the wide receiver spot going against the Alabama DBs uh, just f- for the plain and simple fact that they're young guys that haven't experienced big-time college football yet, uh, and they're going up against a group of Louisville wide receivers that are an older, veteran, more experienced group. So 
I, I do agree with him there. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would have worded it that way because I think you've given Alabama uh, unnecessary bulletin board material. But at the same point, I don't, or at the same time, I don't really care. Uh, I think it's, I think it's great that he came out and said it and, and said it the way he said it because, you know, that's the way he meant it. So, if you're gonna say it though, now now you got to stick by it, and now you got to right. uh, go out and prove it on the field. So, right. so we'll see. But that and and I also liked, and I don't think it's got enough attention. The other comment he made towards the end of that interview, where it's football, and we've been playing since we were seven years old. At the end of the day, and he's right. And I think a lot of people, and that kind of goes to that point about people, you know, seeing that you know, red, cherry red helmet and with the white stripe down the middle of it and freaking out because it's Alabama. And the same thing happens when it's Clemson. And the same thing happens or used to happen when it was LSU or, you know, Florida, Florida State. You know, teams just kind of freaked out when they played them because of the the cachet uh, that they had and and because, you know, they are an an Ohio State, another team – that's just one of those teams that when you play them, you're like, oh, my God. And I think that, you know, when Dez said that, that kind of – it kind of puts it in perspective. You know, yes, at the they are an elite team, but at the end of the day, you're going out and playing a game you played since you were seven years old. So mm-hmm. the, the game itself doesn't change. Football's still football. The field's still the same length and the same width, and a first down still 10 yards, and you still have to go three downs and before you punt. But – you know, at the same time, it is different. Unless you play Kentucky, and then and, you just don't punt. Unless, at all. Yes, unless you play Kentucky, then you then you never punt. But so I I like it. I don't think it's cocky at all. Um, but I think it's very it, it's very confident, and I think refreshing to to kind of hear that because you just like you said, you don't want your team to go in there and and feel like they're afraid or that you know. They don't think they can win. Lewis, I, personally, I think that this is a team that feels like they can go into this game and beat Alabama. Now, whether they can or not, I don't know. But right. I think the feeling right now. To feel that way. Yeah. I think the feeling right now on this team is that they feel like they can go beat Alabama. And I, I, think, I think you. that's awesome. You have to feel that way. You, Bobby Petrino has said it several times this summer. You cannot – half of the battle is going into the game knowing that you can win. And if you can go in knowing that you can win and having the belief that you can win, then you haven't psyched yourself out of it. So, And I, I think that that's what they've done uh, and that's what they're working on. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. But that was, that was cool to hear. Um, we also got a chance to sit down – uh, and talk to Puma Pass. First of all, an incredible dude. I mean, a kid with a really good head on his shoulders, level-headed, uh, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And when when most kids, teenagers, meet with you know media types, they kind of clam up and they don't really talk too much and they don't really give you know, solid answers that you can really roll with. Uh, Puma's not that guy. Uh, he was a great interview and uh, really sat down and, and answered, really answered everything that was thrown at him. So we can listen to a little bit of this and then uh, and get your comments on this. 
I'd be all right. I won't be that nervous. I'd be all right. Have you seen much of Alabama? I mean, research? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, watch, I, we, watch, we watch a lot of film. And your pressures. Your pressures that are defensive. They're a good defense. They're a good team overall, you know. Like I said, last week, they, they will respect them. They're a good team, but there's no fear. But there's no, there's no, no letting up when we get on the field. How would you describe your, your connection with Daz and how that's kind of developed over the uh, We got a good connection. I think every practice they get better, you know. Me just learning him what he like to do and him learning me how I throw the ball things like that, how he run routes and we just learning each other. Are you pretty demanding of the guys around you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I try to be. <laughs> yeah. I try to be demanding, you know, if I see some, if I see somebody doing something, I try to get on them, things like that. I was talking with Coach Kegler and he was saying that you you did you've always done that. You would say, it's natural. I don't even try. It just happened. That just how how come? Why do you think? I guess I was born this way. Born leader, natural leader. Plus, it come with my position mm -hmm. in the quarterback. So, what what kinds of things do you do you demand? Do you, if a guy's not working hard enough, you'll say something Ain't like that. We in the weight room. Make sure everybody get out of their reps. Mm -hmm. Make sure guys working. That's it. You feel like it's a responsibility? Yeah. I feel like, but not just me, everyone should be like that. Everyone should hold, everyone accountable. How impressed have you been with the way Jalen has handled his little setback? I mean, it seems, it seems like he's, he's pretty upbeat. Yeah, he's been staying motivated, man. I think the guys around him and the team, we've been keeping him up, too, so he'll be all right. Has that allowed some young guys to maybe get a few more reps to wear? Yeah, it has, more definitely. With him being gone, guys had to step up and make plays. Anybody in particular? Uh, Tutu, Money, Dez, everybody, the whole receiver, everybody. All of them had to step up with Jalen Mr. Hey, Juwan, uh, Nick was saying that part, of the, that part of your growth involves making mistakes. How do you kind of keep that in context that, you know, to, to get better, you have to make mistakes and learn yeah. from them? That's the best way to get better, to make mistakes and experience, watch film. And learn from and that's what I think. I think that's the best way to get better. Yeah, try. How hard are you on yourself, you know, with mistakes? Or do you just kind of say, okay, this is do better next time? You don't do you, you dwell on them? Or nah, I don't dwell. Like when I make mistakes, of course, I'd be like, dang, I should have did this, did that. But instead of dwelling, I just learn from it and try not to make the same mistake again next time. Nick Petrino was saying, if you are nervous, that'll probably cease when you get hit. Oh yeah, definitely when I get hit or probably at the first play, I'll be I'll be good quick. Like when I bust a sweat, I'll be good. What what is it about that? Because we hear that with quarterbacks a lot. Like the first start or something like that, if you are nervous, it takes one one jolt from a defender and then you kinda of settle down. What is it that goes behind that? Oh no, that's just part of the game. I think every position like that, not just quarterback, like you might be nervous, but after the kickoff or after your first play, all the jitters gone, you ready to go. Would you rather not get hit? Would you rather just have a couple plays that go well then you settle in? I mean, I it come, it's football. If I do get hit, if I don't. Thank you.
What did it mean for you to be named captain, noted by your teammates? Oh, it meant a lot. It just, that just showed me how much respect these guys got for me and how much they look up to me. So I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing on that off the field. And you feel, do you feel any added pressure by that? Or? Nah, because I felt like I was a leader before I was named a leader. Like I've been in this position now. They just named me the leader, so everything's still the same. Were you able to watch any of uh, Lamar Jackson's preseason games? Yeah, I watched, I watched, I watched both of them. What did you think about how he played? I think he looked good. I think he getting more comfortable. Like after every game, you could tell he get more and more comfortable. And once he gets the hang of the NFL, they gonna have a hard time with him. And what advice has he offered you now that you've taken over the starting role? Um, same, like I said last week. The main thing he just said, lead him. Like he told me, like you can, you can do it. Like I can really lead him to the national championship. He really believed in me, so that's the biggest thing. What have you seen from uh, Jordan Travis and Malik Cunningham? Uh, they both look good. Jordan's learning. Jordan's still learning. You know, he's a freshman. Malik stepped up. Malik stepped up last year. He was a freshman, so he stepped up now, being a backup. And they both just improving, working hard. Does it give you confidence knowing that you've got so many veterans who are turning around you that they already know their job? Because you got a lot of the playoffs. Oh, yeah, it, it, it definitely gives me confidence. You know, they make my job easy. Guys like the um, the old line and receiver, they both got experience, so they make my job a lot easier. What are some of the biggest things that they tell you or remind you out there? Um, like, what you mean? Did the receivers ever tell you stuff to keep an eye out for? Does the O-line tell you to keep an eye out for? Oh, yeah, like, say, say if the blitz coming, the O-line or alert me, you know, they'll scream out that code when they post the screen so I know what to check to the receivers. They let me know like the different coverages, what the defense doing, know what to look for, how to throw the ball, if I need to throw a back shoulder fade or lead them over the top. So they let me know a little tips and things like that. Do you ever imagine when your time was going to come as a starter that you'd be facing against the number one team in the country? Yeah, this, this game been set up for some years now, so I, I already knew that this, this, this game was coming. Puma, what do you think it is that you do best at the quarterback position? Um, I think I just keep us in a good position as far as like play calling. You know, I keep us in the best plays, make the right decisions, and, and, and make sure everyone around me ready to play. No line receivers and running backs. Do you feel like you have a lot of freedom to make decisions out there yourself, or do you feel like you have to follow whatever trainer trainer tells you you have to do? Yeah, it, it goes both ways. You know, I listen to his play, but if I if I if I see the defense and I think it's a bad play, I got the freedom to change the play or make a check. So he give us a lot of freedom. Along with making the right decisions. <laughs> what have you seen from the tight end so far? Uh, tight end, they've been working hard. They look good too. They 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 got some older guys. They they they're a veteran group, so they know the system well and they've been working hard. So there's a little bit there from Puma Pass as he talks about the, the tight ends there at the end of that. But um, some interesting stuff from him. I mean, he's he's not the type of – the same type of confident that you're going to get from a Des Fitzpatrick who's going to just kind of, you know, be brazen and, and you know, very descriptive and, and very just kind of out there in your face with his confidence. Puma's a little different with the way – he displays his confidence. It's it's more of a quiet confidence, more kind of got a little swagger to him about it. Um, 
but still from from that interview i mean and there's more of it you can you can check out the whole video and and all the videos from media day uh on the website the breakdownul.com uh there's an article posted up there with uh, all of the videos in the article as well so you can uh check that out and uh, check out all these videos we've also got uh one up there with jalen smith as he talks about his injury uh also one with uh, brian van gorder and lonnie galloway as well so you can check those videos out on the website the breakdownul.com um but uh, but still very confident and uh, and kind of if anybody was concerned with the quarterback position and where Louisville was going to move life after Lamar, if you listen to Juwan talk for a little while and listen to his confidence, I don't think you worry so much. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, did he I was, pass I out? My mic was on mute or not? No. I feel like I am gonna pass out. Man, it's hot in here. Um, the uh, the thing I like most about Juwan is that he doesn't really sound like he's never played snaps before. Mm. Um, he, he sounds like he's even though we've only seen him what maybe you know, twice. Uh, yeah, not not very much at all. Time. He, he just kind of, he sounds like a guy that's just been around the block. He knows what's going on. He's not really like over the top excited, but not like you said, not really like down about anything. He just kind of seems like he's going to just grind out the season and do the best he can and make big plays. And then whatever happens, happens. And I, and I like that because it's, it's consistent and that's really all you can ask for in a quarterback. He mentioned a couple of things that, I don't think we've heard from not just from a Louisville quarterback, but from Louisville in general in a number of years. He specifically talked about, you know, the the depth and experience that he has at wide receiver. And most importantly, the experience that he has on the offensive line. And I feel like I've been harping on this this offseason, but that is something that Puma Pass will have that Lamar Jackson never had the opportunity to have, and that is an offensive line that is experienced and has some depth and is actually going to be able to provide a pocket for him to work out of. Uh, so that's exciting, and you can tell that Jawan is excited about that uh, as well. And also he talked about being a natural-born leader of this team and being somebody that, you know, leading for for a lot of people, leadership is not something that is just second nature. It takes time. It takes work. Uh, from listening to Juwan, it's second nature for him. It is something that just he was born to do, and he stepped into that role. And then it's no surprise that he was named a captain of this team. When you hear him talk, and primarily when you hear the other players on this team talk about him and about the way that he carries himself and the way he kind of polices everybody in practice and outside of practice. I mean, it's, it's impressive to see from a guy that's never taken, you know, never started a game to then come in and, and be a captain and, and automatically have the respect of all the guys around him. I think that's, that's really cool. It's really exciting to see. Uh, and I think that that's a big key to how far Louisville can go this year, how successful Louisville can be uh, is if you have 
have the buy-in and if everybody's on the same page. And it sounds like with this team this year, Lewis, that everybody is kind of on that same page uh, and kind of locked in and ready to go. Um, so like I said, there's there's a ton more. Uh, there's some... There's some Nick Petrino sound that I thought was kind of interesting. I'm going to leave that up to you. Do you want to hear a little bit of that? I always want to hear a little bit of Nick Petrino. <laughs> All right. So I'll go ahead and get into it because it kind of ties into Puma Pass uh, because Nick talks a lot about Juwan and, and also talks about some of the, the differences between uh, Juwan Pass and one Lamar Villas Jackson. So this was uh, Nick Petrino at Midi Day on Saturday. Or he can, you know, do. He's just as good on the board and being able to get up there and do things and learn that way. Also, so. I mean, everybody wants to play. Of course, every every quarterback, especially, wants to play. But did it make it any easier for him to sit when he's sitting behind that dude? You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why you're not playing right now. He's yeah. the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was any easier. I'm, you know, like you just said, I know he wanted to play, sure. but uh, you know, he knew what he role, his role was then, and he, you know, accepted it and he did a good job with it and. Uh, uh, you know, he knew that his time would come, and he was patient, and he did a good job throughout those years of, you know, really learning the offense and being committed, and you know, really paying attention during practice, and you know, that shows now by you know his knowledge of our offense and how well he's doing. There's a saying in coaching that you never want to follow the guy; you always want to be the guy to follow the guy, right? And so, have you had any conversation with Puma about like not trying to be, not trying to fill Lamar's shoes? You know uh, I mean? No, not really. I mean, I know that, you know, he knows that. He, you know, they're not the same player, you know. Um, Lamar was so athletic and do, could do so many things, and that's, uh, you know, Juwan, of course, has athleticism. He can run, and you know, but he's a different kind of player than Lamar is, you know. He's going to be able to get under center and see defenses and make checks and be able to run the offense, and, you know, if he has to, he can use his legs, but that's not, like, his best attribute like it was Lamar. So, you know, they're not really the same player, so... Um, but I don't feel like Puma thinks he has to do anything special following Lamar. You know, he's just gonna, you know, be the player he is. When, when asked about, you know, what's what's Puma's job, mm-hmm. your dad said, uh, feed the studs. Mm-hmm. That's been a motto here. What right. does that mean to you? With that, your quarterback's job is to feed the studs. Uh, I mean, basically get the ball in our playmakers' hands. You know, we got a lot of guys who can make a lot, you know, plays. You know, especially a receiver. Um, you know, running back, tight end. So it's his job. To distribute the ball and get it in their hands and let them do what they do best. Makes sense. Like, what's the, the workflow difference so when you've got a quarterback like Lamar with a couple of years of stuff actually on the field as opposed to just Um for you personally? Oh, for me? Um, I mean, it's there's not much difference, you know. I mean, Juwan has been here for a while. Um, you know, I mean, DeMar did such a good job. But the, I mean, Juwan's been here for two years now. This is his third year here, so um, you know, he knows the whole offense. He's been here. He's done everything, so it's not really that much difference. How valuable is this game experience? Do we make too much of a big deal about this? I mean, it's valuable, you know. It's, uh, it's definitely valuable, and it was good that, um, you know, Puma got in and got some experience last year, but, um, you know, he hasn't been hit for a while, so that first game when he gets hit, you know, it'll be, that's what will probably calm him down, you know, I know he's going to be a little nervous at first, and then when he finally gets hit, you know, he'll, he'll ease into it, but, you know, that, that type of having that game experience is important. He seems like he already knows this, but do you ever have to have a conversation with him, not even play-wise, not being a you don't have to replicate his numbers. 
I mean, not really. I mean, he knows that. You know, like I was just telling Howie, they're not, you know, they're not really the same player. You know, Juwan's a lot different from Lamar. Um, you know, he's not. You know, Lamar's best. One of one of Lamar's best attributes was his running ability and his athleticism. And you know, Juwan can do that, but that's not like the best thing he's going to be doing. So, you know, they're not the same player. He doesn't have to duplicate the same numbers or anything like that. He's just got to, you know, really take control of the offense and distribute the ball and make plays. Are there things that he does better than Lamar? Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to necessarily say one does anything better than the other. You know, Juwan, he's going to be a really good player for us. Um, he's going to be able to run the offense and be under center. I mean, kind of more, to, you know, like um, Brian Brom and be able to do things like that and make checks and get us out of bad plays and into good plays. You know, he's a really smart kid. He processes stuff pretty quickly. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, even from when he first got here, you could tell that he, uh, you know, his mental side was, you know, good. And he picked up things fast. And, you know, being here for two years and learning has been a really big, you know, important role. And, you know, he doesn't have to come in like Lamar did and play right away. You know, so it was. two years to work with him. Right. He's been able to take it all in. He knows the culture. He knows the system. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been good. You and Puma's personalities, are there, is there some compatibility there? Because I seem to, like, you have a very calm, cool, collected. He seems to have that same kind of, but it seems like both of you all are thinking all the time. Is that? Am I drawing too much in there? No. I mean, I would say we have some similarities in our personalities. You know, I am laid back, you know, um, kind of calm, but I also, you know, I also have my dad's blood in me, so I can get pretty heated at times, but, uh, you know, but Juwan is a, you know, calm guy, and he's very thoughtful, and you can tell he's, he's a very focused kid, you know, and uh, yeah, I would say we have some similarities. Does that make it easier? Or does that, that you kind of understand his his calm demeanor? Yeah, I mean, it's easy. Um, you know, sometimes you still have to talk to him about uh, and he's gotten better at it. We haven't really talked as much anymore, because he's, he's really picked up his leadership, and being more, you know, vocal out on the field and being positive and trying to get everybody going. So it's something you've really seen over the past few days is how much he's really picked up that role, the leadership side of teams. For a guy who's been told, hey, you're a leader, to be named a leader by by his teammates, yeah. what does that do for in terms of, like, his validation? Have you seen any difference from him now that he's actually got the official title, you're a captain? Um, no, I mean, not not really. And, you know, that just happened, like, two days ago. I mean, I don't know, camp's long, so it can be two three day, I don't know, but uh, I mean it, uh, he was you know, I think, uh, you know, he, he's always had the respect of his teammates, even like when Lamar was a player, like you would see, we put a highlight tape up one week last year where Juwan had a play in the game, and it's a play of him run down the field and the whole team make, you know, so he's always had the respect of his teammates and, um, you know just that leadership side, of it, that more vocal leadership is what he's really worked on and picked up, and you can see it in practice and how he gets people going so. We saw him in, in high school, and one of the things I noticed in high school was that he had this group of eight to ten guys who just follow him around everywhere, mm -hmm. like and, and like a, a, a geese, you know, how they yeah. like be like that. And it was always Puma in the front, and everybody was just kind of following him around. Why? Why, why do guys naturally seem to follow him? Um, I think it's just uh, you know his personality. Um, you know, he is a laid-back, relaxed guy, but you know everybody likes him. You know, he's he's really easy to like he he gets along well with everybody you know like I said he has the respect of everybody you know on the team so I think just 
just uh, his personality and you know how how easy it is to follow him you know as from all the other players so Nick Petrino there at U uh, of L's media day on Saturday with his comments on uh, one Juwan pass Puma pass his mama calling Puma I'm a calling Puma just kind of reiterating kind of hammering home some of the stuff that that Puma himself said about his leadership ability and and how what I thought was interesting there from Nick was, you know, how quickly he's picked things up and how cerebral of a guy that he is. I mean, if you're somebody that's coming in that's never started and you're and you're stepping into that position, being able to be that type of guy that can process things quick, that's that is music to my ears and should be music to every U of O football fan's ears. Yeah, um, and, and you'd expect nothing less. I think, uh, like you know, like Des said or Seth said, like. These guys have been playing football for a long time. Yeah, like just because they're they're bigger and their uniforms are bigger doesn't mean the game's changed all that much for them. Um, they're just going, you know, they've grown up with along all these other guys, and so it's just, I don't know, man. I I love listening to guys talk. I really like post game. I always listen to post game radio mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just ready to see some people hit some people. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, man. I'm getting tired of the talking. I'm getting tired of watching the, the same games that ESPN keeps playing over and over and over again. I need a little more. I need some excitement. Uh, I'm ready to watch the crap bum games on the 30th of August or the 31st or whatever it is, that first Saturday uh, where nobody plays nobody uh, just so we can you know, see some football. Yeah, seriously. Um, so Vince Tyree was on with Drew Diener this morning, and I had to go into work, so I didn't get to listen to the whole interview. But I've been seeing some stuff popping up online, and you can, you know, maybe you can confirm or deny this, uh, and I may need to do some more digging into this. But I'm seeing something about uh, Vince Tyree is changing concession prices at cardinal stadium now uh i did see that yeah, yes they're gonna have a three dollar menu yes uh three dollar 20 ounce soft drinks three dollar bottled water uh soft pretzels hot dogs and popcorn all three bucks uh starting this season at cardinal stadium bravo vince tyree i mean I feel like this show in particular has been a Vince Tyree love fest uh, because we talk about how great he is all the time. But what a move to kind of make. I mean, on the grand scheme of things, is it that big of a deal? Probably not. But for people, for families that go to games together, it's an expensive outing. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, to make it $3 for, you know, things that – people actually purchase on a consistent basis that's huge that's awesome and and i'm very excited about that i mean dad's gonna be able to get his diet pepsi and his you know pretzel and only spend six bucks now now when he sends me to the concession stand with a 20 i don't have to tell him that i'm not contractually obligated to tell him how much change he's getting but it's nice to know that now i can splurge on myself and still get him his drink and his uh, customary saltless pretzel, uh, as per the usual for Dad at every U of L sporting event. Right, but here's the next step: is can he do the same thing for the outrageous prices at the Yum Center? Oh, I hope so. I I hope that 
I hope that Vince just kind of kind of drops the hammer on that one next season for for basketball because that is outrageous. I mean, you and I went to an NIT game and, and I don't know how much. First of all, we stood in line forever. Um, we did, yeah. But, but we spent a pretty pity at the concession stand. So, and we're broke college kids. So, you know, any any changes that can be made to that at the Yum would be awesome. But I, I'm excited about these changes. Um, he also said something about uh, making some changes with doing like some beer specials or something like that, some drink specials pre-game to encourage people to get into the stadium and get into their seats before kickoff. Hallelujah. Yes, please. Anything we can do to get butts in the seats before we kick off would be awesome. I know as a fan base, we are, you know, late for everything, but hopefully we can kind of change that. Because if you thought it looked bad before on national TV without every butt in the seat, wait till you see it with the new renovation if there are butts in those seats. It's um, it's really going to look gonna be beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be – they've still got a ton of work to do, though. Like, we were talking about that Saturday. Like, yeah, it still ain't done yet. Um, but they've still got some time. But still a lot of work uh, to be done here in the next two weeks to, to get ready for that one. Um, to continue on my – you know, my rant or, or showering of praise that I've been doing on Vince Tyree. Walk into the media room on Saturday and sitting at a table with several rep- local reporters in his t shirt, basketball shorts, and running shoes, drinking a cup of coffee is Vince Tyree. Like, just hanging out with everybody, just there. You know, whatever, just got a lift in, came in, decided, yeah, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee, chat with the media guys. Like, you would have never seen that before. And uh, he was just there, just chilling, just hanging out. I think it added it. Thought about it. Had to restrain myself. Patty Ice had to hold me back. I kind of, I wanted to. Um, but that was that was cool to see. Just awesome to see him, you know, continue to do great things for the fan base. Um, by the way, season tickets uh, went out and are showing up in people's mailboxes. I got a text message um, when we started the show with a picture of our envelope. So I'm very excited. It's it's getting so close, so close. Um, while we were listening to the Nick Petrino sound, I sent you a text. Lewis, um, and it's a picture of a uniform, and it may be the most god-awful thing I think I've ever seen. Please uh, expound upon that, if you if you will. Well, there's a couple, I think there's more than one, but oh, definitely not. some games that are being played um, at Yankee Stadium um, for college football, and I think no, it's Notre Dame-Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Um, and so... Notre Dame has decided, and I'm sure other teams have done the same, that they're going to, Under Armour's decided, they're going to make a pinstripe uniform series. It's terrible. And so, essentially, they took Notre Dame's navy color, and it looks like they took one of the old Yankees jerseys and vacuum-sealed one of Notre Dame's (laughs) practice jerseys onto the top of it. And so you get this navy jersey with these weird sleeve cuffs with pinstripes. And then the bottom, the pants just look like baseball pants. So the whole combination is just god-awful. And the helmets are even worse. 
they have some weird stripes on the side and this little like circle shape. Ugh. It is just absolutely terrible. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're wrecked. I mean, this is this is terrible. And the helmet looks black. It doesn't even look navy to even match the rest of the uniform. That's that is rough, man. Um, you always wonder though in that situation, like all of the all the. Um, fans and media look at that and they're like, oh my, what is that? Oh my gosh. But you always wonder how the players feel about it. Um, because that's what's really most important. I mean, the fans can yeah. love it or hate it, but it's, it's really if the players feel like they look good in it or look, it hypes them up or whatever, that's what's important. But I don't, I can't see how any, you're right about the helmet too. The helmet is definitely black or gray and the uniform is definitely navy, <laughs> which is super weird. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, that's awful. Um, your thoughts on the uh, the new Louisville football uniforms for this season? I think they look really nice. I like the little kind of wing redesign on the, yes. on the arms. Yes. I think that looks really good. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't remember if I, or I can't remember seeing the helmets and if they looked any different. I, we haven't seen a helmet yet. Um, I'm assuming red chrome is still going to be like the, the kind of the primary. Um, I did like the little tip of the hat to the city of Louisville with the uh, fleur de lis and then the circle of stars on the sides of the Jersey. And I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, and then the pants with just the, the script L, uh, those are sweet. Those those are pretty cool, and they they do look really cool up close. Uh, the tire tread that Adidas was rocking for, you know, five or so years, uh, is finally going away. Um, so that's good. That's exciting. They actually look like a a football jersey now. Um, also, I'm seeing on Twitter, uh, ESPN tweets out the Labor Day weekend, uh, like their Marvel comic book covers. Uh, which you will, yes. I'm sure, appreciate. Um, yes, I saw the Louisville that. Alabama Louisville. one is out. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I Kirk Herbstreet tweeted it, and I uh, I hit that quick with a retweet. But yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is pretty cool. They've got um, Al standing on the corner at the edge of a building a skyscraper, and Louis coming in and catching him with a right hook. Um, very, very marvelous. Um, what do you think? Where do you think they're taking this from? Like, what original comic book cover? Let's test your, your nerdism you on this one. You think, I'm not a big comic book guy. I'm really not I'm either. Like a like a game slash movie kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the the nods to the comic books because I know certain things that are from comic books, but I don't. Mm. Like, if someone's like, oh, you know, remember edition seven? Yeah, no. You know, no. I'm like, uh, nope, no idea. So. Yeah, you got me on that one. No, I don't. Also, uh, I, don't I, I went to the um, the bookstore today to pick up books for mm-hmm. class, and they have started a new. They're working with some kind of like graphic designer or something, um, and I don't. I can't remember the name of the line. It's like it's, I want to say Tamagotchi because that's what comes to my mind, but it's not that. It's weren't uh, those the little things we played with when we were little? Like you had your yeah, little pet. It, it's that type of thing. Uh, I thought that's what that was. Yeah, it probably was. I'm gonna send you a picture, but it's kind of this like really funny, like, like almost like emoji looking graphic, like anime almost. 
Yeah, kind of. But anyway, they, they just have hats and shirts and pins, but the shirts are, are great. I just sent you a picture, but I pick, I had to pick up a hat and a shirt because I, I just love the little, like, almost like comic-y little character caricature type things. They're really great. <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. I dig it. But, and they're like officially licensed too, which is awesome. That is so. pretty cool. Um, American Eagle just came out with a an officially licensed U uh, of L line, um, well college line, and then of course uh, yep. they're including U of L in it, and they've got some really sweet stuff. Um, oh, dude, you already know that I scooped up immediately, scooped up that that bomber jacket. Yes, did you really? Right away. Yep, I bought it right the day it came out. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I might need to invest in that um there's it, it's a definitely other... an investment oh dude it i mean yeah thank god for the um you know for the for the american eagle the charge card because i will be 25 percent uh, off discount Don't oh get that oh yeah i did forget that one i will uh, definitely have to use that but uh yeah they've got some pretty cool pretty sweet louisville stuff uh on there that i'm definitely gonna have to be investing in uh before the start of of the college football season so i'm trying to think of um of a couple of things here before we uh start to wrap up tonight um with Vince Tyree making the the change that the changes that he's been making and and trying to improve the fan experience um, at games, I was thinking about this today as I was on my way home from work. What, if anything, and you have to come up with something because if not, then it's terrible radio. Um, <laughs> what is one thing that you would like to see uh, kind of changed or or added? Uh, to kind of help with the fan experience. And it doesn't have to just be at football. I mean, it can be across the board. Um, that's a good question. I would really like it if they would take more of the fan input on music. Um, mm-hmm. Because, it, like, we, we've had some, some pretty rough third down music um, <laughs> that a lot of people have expressed opinions on. So I, I would like it if they kind of, like... I don't know if you can take a poll, like give options and then take a poll, but like the third down music is really for the fans. I mean, I think you could make a case for it being for the players, but really it's to get the fans hyped up and to get loud on third down. And if you're not into the third down music and you don't like it and it doesn't like, it's not, it doesn't, you know, stir up emotion in you. You're just kind of like, okay, it's third down. Then it, you know, it just kind of takes away from the experience. I like when the third down music is like super hyped and, um, I don't know. I, I just I think back to the um, to the Miami game, the opening game from 2014, <laughs> and I feel like the music was just so hyped that game. Like I just remember I was in my living room bouncing around, dude. Like that that was hype. So they need to do more stuff like that. I think music is just a huge, huge part of the game um, for not only the fans but also the players. And I think they need to take some fan input on that. Well, we also knew back in 2014 that we were actually going to get a stop on third down. Uh, That's true. So that was that aided to the hype. Uh, last year, I, I don't think anybody ever thought at any point we would get a stop on third down. Um, if they, if it was a third and 21, they were getting 24. They Yeah, yeah, especially if it was Boston College. They would run it for 24. Um, yeah, but, yeah. And A.J. Dillon's going to be a problem this year. Dude, dude, A.J. Dillon – AJ Dillon's getting dark horse Heisman love, which I don't think he should be dark horse. I think well, he be a... he's going to be dark horse because Boston College is still 
can I say ass on our podcast? Is that you can say what it's a podcast. You can literally say whatever you want. That's true. They're they're still going to be ass this year, for the exception of AJ Dillon. It's going to be AJ Dillon yeah, and a were, bunch of they dudes. They were bad last year too, and they still beat us. So well, even the blind squirrels Although, find a I nut. Don't know how they won that game? Like I rewatched that game the other day. They should not have won that game. You rewatched that disgusting defensive effort. Oh, bless your heart, it dude. It was the third quarter was miserable. I mean, we were up like what twenty one to zero or something. And then we we went up again in the fourth quarter, and then we let we choked. It was and terrible. Kick a game winning field goal at our place. Like, give me a break. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And that's I I hope so much that we are done with games like that. I mean, Andy Sweeney said this on the midday rush that you know Louisville should not be compared and and in the same breath as teams like Wake Forest and Boston College and Syracuse and that's the truth and that's kind of where a lot of people have them this preseason and I I don't think that's that's right at all I don't think that's the right place for Louisville to be at I don't think they're going to be on that same level this season but you can't ever be in a position like that if you're Louisville and you're legit about competing for the ACC championship, you can't have games like that. I mean, you just you just can't. And and I don't expect games like that this year from Louisville, especially against Boston College. There's they're not embarrassing us twice in, in a row. That's just I, I don't I don't foresee that happening at all. Um I would personally I'm I'm with you on the music. I would like to see, you know, some some different third down music. I would also like to see more of an initiative made to do things for the season ticket holders that don't pay the donation and aren't in suites and you know don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at the university every season i'm talking about the people that are are like my family that we have been season ticket holders for several several years now and you know we don't pay the donation but you know we buy four tickets and we have bought them since charlie strong's very first season at louisville um and go to bowl games and and you know go to away games and do that kind of thing so i would like to see more of an effort being made to kind of do things for that group that doesn't spend a ton of money but is still been loyal season ticket holders for a number of years now um and I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, I don't, that's what I was about to ask. What I, would be an example? Yeah, I don't know if it's if you do like a special meet and greet or something with with players and coaches, or if you do um, you know a luncheon or something, uh, or if you do like a. I don't know. I, I know that, you know, before Tom Jurich left, they did some kind of a special, you know, like cocktail hour on the Norton Healthcare Terrace overlooking the stadium uh, for some big money season ticket holders and stuff. It's kind of things like that, just to just to kind of let you know that you are appreciated and and, you know, that you're not just another check that, that comes in the mail for the university. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of times some of the season ticket holders feel that way. So, yeah. I think that would be cool. I think that would be something that 
um, that would be awesome to see. And, and hopefully, you know, with Vince Tyree at the helm, um, that that kind of stuff will start happening. And, um, I mean, obviously with the, the things that he's changed now already, I mean, that's $3 concession stand menu is pretty, pretty daggone cool. So I feel like we just talked about that maybe last year at some point with some new stadium that was being built. Uh, I think it's, it's the, um, new, the Falcons. Yeah. Stadium, the, right? the Falcons new yeah, stadium. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that. We praised praise that for like having like affordable concessions, which is no joke. Every time I tell Bethany, I'm going to go to a Louisville game. The first thing she says to me is please don't get anything. That's, that's, that's her. And I'm not sure she talks, she's talking about merchandise or food, but I just assume anything. You just that assume it means everything for money. Yeah. If she means everything. So, uh, you know, but if you have, if you can go and make a, a, you know, a legitimate case and say, yeah, maybe I'll spend six bucks for a drink and a, a some kind of food item. I mean, that's significantly better than 15. So, you know, I think it's awesome. And I think that that's a huge deal. Like, just to make things, like you said, more affordable, not only for individual people that go, but also making it easier for families to be able to not have to eat before the game and not be able to eat anything through what is typically a, between a three and four hour game. Yeah, it w- is really great. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, for uh, for us as a family of four, now obviously you know we've all got our own money. I mean, my brother and I are grown, but it, when we first got season tickets, I mean, I was. Gosh, seventeen, yeah, eight. I mean, I'm still at home. I mean, so mom and dad were still paying for everything, and um, of course, you know, my brother's not going to pass up the opportunity for for dad to pay for something for him. So, I mean, it, absolutely, it's an expensive day. I mean, yeah. So that's cool. I'm, I'm kudos to Vince Tyree. Um, you've got fans here on the breakdown uh, for the things that you're doing. It's getting closer, Lewis. Start of football season right around the corner. We will continue to dive into this game and this matchup uh, as we move forward in the next couple of weeks. But that's all the time we have on the show for tonight. If you guys missed anything, you can check out the podcast uh, at thebreakdownul.com. Also uh, on iTunes and subscribe and uh, check out some of our past episodes of the show as well. Again, for Lewis, I'm Taylor. This has been another episode of The Breakdown. Hit us up on Twitter, thebreakdownul.com, at Taylor Lynch and at Lewis Metzinger. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Go Cards. I don't need a tomorrow. I just need a tonight. I got this hurting down deep inside. And I want you to make it all right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.